the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. We never left, Mace. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm very, very good, mate. I'm very good. I've got an itchy ass. Don't know why. Okay. Itchy cheek. Been sitting too heavy. You ever do that? You sit too heavy on your ass? Cheek or dot? Cheek or dot? <laughs> cheek or dot? What's? Excuse me. <laughs> it's a new game I like to play called Cheek or Dot. Um, um, you got three seconds. Uh, uh, uh chot. I mean, cheek. Oh. It's a dot on my cheek. Shit. Uh, if I sit too heavy on my butt, it gets itchy. Does anyone else get that? Uh, Anybody out there? Get itch. Sit too heavy <laughs> on it? What I've do you mean? Too much weight in the caboose sitting down. How do you fluctuate the weight you put on your caboose? You're pushing down in your seat right well, now. Yeah, I must push. Surely it's the same amount of weight that goes through your butt. Yeah. Or is it the comfort of the I chair? Think, mate, you're asking too many questions. <laughs> Yeah, mate, I'd be terrible in an interrogation. Whoa, 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 slow down. All we said was your name, mate. <laughs> nah, you'd be amazing. You'd be amazing in interrogation. They'd walk in the next room sweating and be like, we can't break him. He's just so confused. <laughs> He's got an itchy butt. It keeps going on about it. Where were you on the night of the murder? You ever sit on your butt with like lots of weight? You get an itchy one? You ever do that? This guy's good. He's going to be hard to break down. One of the great heavy butts we know is uh, one of our friends, <laughs> good friend of the pod, Doss. Doss okay. has got a real heavy butt. He's Does he? Actually, fair stat, I'm taking it to the toilet. I'm, the toilet talk on this podcast. God. On this podcast or from you? Just in general. It's out of control. Fair scat man. Oh, I'm a huge scat man. Friend of the pod. Why are you bringing him into this? What are you doing? I've got to. I've got to. I'm taking it to this toilet, right? I'm taking it to the flush. Should I beep out his name like Kill Bill yes. style? Dude. <laughs> right, his name is... He has broken two toilet seats in his lifetime. Two. What? Not one, but two. On purpose? Like, is he angry and just no, goes he's in and coming rips it in out? A, he's coming in at a hot angle. I don't know what's going on. It's the angle he's coming in at. Is it the same angle as the cameraman in Warney? <laughs> The real toilet of a show. That's a fair stat. Yeah, so he stayed at ours, broke the toilet seat, sent me a photo and said, oh, no, and I said, oh, that's okay, you know. Sent you a photo. Things awesome. happen. Yeah, so, and then... <laughs> Things do happen, that doesn't. <laughs> sent you a photo and you just sent one back going, can you at least flush it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the seat. <laughs> He'd done one and then he stayed at our friend's place in... Uh, as well, and he goes, you Oh, you don't name them. It. You name and shame the toilet seat breaker, but you don't name the friend. Sure. No, no, that's good. This will go over real well. <laughs> he sent another photo. The second one, he's gone, I've done it again. No it's way. It's unbelievable. He's coming at a... I said, are you coming in at a weird angle? Are you putting too much... Are you coming in with pace? Yeah, I mean... Too much is he juice. Taking, is he bombing into the toilet? <laughs> is he holding one leg? Off the 10-metre platform? 
Is he sumoing Well, the funny him? thing is, he was around my house the other night and I heard him downstairs before he went in the toilet go, Cannonball! <laughs> I was like, what's he doing in there? Gee, it's a claim to fame. Do you think he's like secretly into it, but then he gets the guilt afterwards and goes, oh, I better own up. But like next time he's still going to do it. Like a little bit like a klepto will steal, but then let you know, like I've stolen all your stuff. A toilet, toilet bowl fetish. Bowlaholic, bit of a bowlaholic. He's a bowlaholic for sure. Friend of the pod, Buckets, one of his mates is a klepto and he used to come around and like they'd be having dinner, sit on the couch, have a cup of tea and he'd go to leave and you had to keep an eye on him because he'd like pretend to go to the toilet and steal all of his like shavers, like his razors and stuff. So he'd go down to shave the next morning and Bumps, the bloke's name's Bumps, Bumps would have nicked all of his shavers. Oh my God. He's got another mate, Crimo. Friend of the pod, Crimo. Friend of the pod, Crimo. It would make a mute seem loquacious. He's not the most verbose dude in the world, but he's a lovely chap. I think it was Crimo. Maybe it sounds like it might have been Bumps. He used to like leave the house and then turn the water off at the front. Oh my God. Who are these friends? Adults. Absolute pests. <laughs> Can you imagine those guys all going to the same house? You'd have one of them breaking the dunny and then the other one not being able to flush it. Be a nightmare. <laughs> the young ones. What's is that? What it's called? The young ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the old ones. The should know betters. are sponsored this week as all weeks by mint sports and this week we're also sponsored we never forget them we never forget them we are sponsored by jerome always sideways luai christ that's hard to say his new rap album new south wannabe and mace i think i speak on behalf of both of us when i say we're very interested to see what the hell that is let us pray let us pray let us pray that the aussies won the second test and let us pray that the palms claim it as another victory Gee, it'd be interesting if both teams claim to be 2-0 up Ooh. after two test matches. And let us wow. pray that the West Coast Eagles get within 100 points of their next opponent. <laughs> In the name of, name of Billy Slater. Billy, Sp- oh, Billy the Kid. Mark, Mark Coyne. Miracle try Mark. Gary, Gary Larson. Larson. Biggest workhorse ever. And, and Trevor, Trevor the Axe. Axe. Gilmeister. Gilmeister can tackle. Sounds like a guy from Gladiator. Remember that old show? You've got to get up the mountain past Trevor the Axe, Gilmeister. The Axe is the toughest man alive. Did you watch the Gladiator's doco thing? Oh, no. Pretty watchable. Yeah, okay. I got. I definitely want to watch it. I was a huge Gladiator fan. Oh, mate, you'll dig it. Huge. Mate, Storm. the stuff you sit up and watch on YouTube and you haven't watched that yet. <laughs> you watch blokes get medicals. Come on, man. The new thing I'm into is watching um, truckies uh-huh. lock, down, lock down excavators on the back of their truck. That's one of the ones I'm into now, watching them clamp it down and put the truckers hitch in and put all the straps down and then, voila, transportation done. This is where my life is at. I hate my life. Wow. <laughs> so, for everyone at wow. home, we might we might actually be doing some two-parters. <laughs> this is genuine in uh, in the next month or so because apparently Mace is going to be too busy to do it every week. So, oh, that's right. Clearly under the pump. 
watching all those trucks get their excavators <laughs> latched on. <laughs> hey, quick ask Mace. Yeah. Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? Move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky fried idiot. Listening to some commentary the other night about the rugby league, which we'll get into. Brisbane yeah. playing the Gold Coast, and the commentator said, "Bit of a banana peel game this one." Has anyone ever actually slipped on a banana peel? Ever? <laughs> I feel like a Kentucky fried idiot. Like, have you ever been walking and gone whooshka, ass over on the bitumen, looked down and gone, "Some cheeky bastard's dropped another nani." I can't believe it. <laughs> you know how often that happens. So true. I've never. Has it ever happened? I've never seen it live. I've never seen it live. But I, it should be more of an oil slick or what's slippery? A bit of soap, oh, soap yeah. in the it's shower. It's a real icy footpath of a game, this one. <laughs> they just Got get really wrong. literal. <laughs> ah, that's it. It's a real old lady upstairs screaming for help, this one. Oh, that's a bit much. Sorry, Nana. We got there too late. There was banana everywhere. That's me being the Ambo saying I that like your man it. slipped yeah, and died good. from a banana Very peel. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we get into some sport? Let's do it, baby. <laughs> All right. To NRL, Queensland demolished the soulless New South Wales Blues 32-6 to to wrap up the series, securing their third shield in four years. This was just an absolute procession. Loved it. Love every minute of it. What a win. I mean, a total dominant performance. I need to hear from you. I've, I've been thinking since I've watched the game. Tell me about the fizz in Lang Park. What is Lang Park to you, my friend? Lang Park is, they call it the cauldron, and rightly so. It's, you know, when a lot of these places get piped up as either great sporting contests or great sporting venues, Lang Park, state of origin, will never disappoint. It's a great Mm. venue to actually watch sport at. You feel like you're right on top of it, and it still holds over 50,000. And it is the most parochial crowd. It's not like, a, oh, this is a pretty good crowd. We're into it. It's bang for blood stuff. It's intense. I love it. I love it. It's like we spoke about last couple of weeks. It's keys to the city. You can do what you want when Origin's on. It is unbelievable, mate. And the game itself. Yeah. We'll talk about one play in particular. DCE's chase down. Oh,
Now, the thing that oh. I'm impressed with the most isn't that he just pinned the ears back and went for it. It was that there's a great aerial shot of this too. There are eight Queenslanders chasing back. They're never going to get him, but they're going in support and there are no New South Welshmen in support at all. There it is. In a nutshell, the origin. In a nutshell sums it up for me. That is incredible. And I was thinking during the week, you know, so this came a day after our incredible Ashes victory. So I was on no sleep for a long time and I was just in my own little ether. And I could see how normally just about every one of my mates or any sports fan I know or anybody out there would just be hating the nonstop, how good are we, how good's Queensland. But New South Wales are just so unlikable that it doesn't happen. Like, I would be more than happy for the people to call me out on it and be like, mate, pull your head out. Like, they're not the best. It's like, well, there's only one other team. And they're really not good to watch or support. Deep down, these Sydney siders, I reckon they hate them as well. They had a lot of them for sure. They like a few of them, but I reckon there's a lot they hate. They hate a certain player from Penrith. We'll get into him later. They've got a better team on paper every year. Every year. And I think I've spoken to you about this where... We're below them in terms of talent, but we have the ability to elevate our game at origin. Queenslanders just yeah. that you've never heard of do heroic things on the field, heroic yeah. inverted commas. They don't elevate. They just play at their level. And that's not going to be good enough at origin. You've got to step it up. It's good enough even for Australia because the quality of opposition isn't elevating. But Queenslanders go up just for that one game, that 180 minutes, mm. and mm. never stop moving. They're just sharks out there. It's wild. It's just... Some of the stuff, though, like Damien Cook in the centres. What are you doing, Fittler? I almost felt sorry for Cook, nearly. He had a stinker there, too. There were send-offs. There was all sorts of stuff. Always sideways. Got sent off at the end with Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh got the biggest cheer of the night, getting sent off and kissing the badge. He's a super turd of a kid. He's a real brat, but Queensland, he's a new (laughs) cold hero up there. (laughs) He's an absolute cold hero. I loved every minute of that, him and... Luai. Can we do well, a little bit of Luai hate, please? Mate, please. I mean, so, where do we start? Did you see the tweet that he sent out afterwards? Oh. So, post-game, he's been sent off. He's public enemy number one. This stems back to a couple of years ago, Mace, when mm. one of the Queensland players was knocked out and Luai stood over him and screamed at him at Lang Park. And Queenslanders it's never forget just... that shit. It was actually a poster that no. was evidently plastered around the place and then into the mind's eye of everybody who saw it. He's very, very hateable. But after the game, there was a black and white picture of him artistically posing against Mm. the post, looking into the middle distance like somebody who has a brain in an empty stadium. (laughs) The tweet just said, chill, all you idiots have work tomorrow morning with several laughing tear emojis. He had two packs uh, me against the world oh, playing in the background. The world playing uh-huh. is the cheesiest dude, mate. So here's the thing: it came out that he was getting threats online and things on social media, but it wasn't read that way from the eight million New South Welshmen and women who looked at it and went, "Mate, you earn thirty grand for the game and you play like shit and you disappoint us every year and now you're mocking us because we're going to go to work hungover and depressed again." Like finger on the pulse, always oh. sideways. Imbecile, you, 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 Penrith loving, bike riding, West Sydney loving, crispy cream eating, church loving, rapper wannabe whose hair hasn't been washed since he got his ass kicked in the emu played Zara Cell. I hate <laughs> you, Luai. 
I hate you. Oh, the hate is real. The hate is real. Don't ever stand over DCE ever again. Don't even think about standing on the field again, mate. There's a strong chance he won't be in game three. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do, but there's got to be some fresh blood in the camp there. The call for some of the new coaches, Gus Gould. Yeah, get Gus in. Oh. Mate, Gus is too busy on an Aussie cricket tour. How old is he? Are you kidding? <laughs> some of the names they're throwing out there. Matty Johns. Mate, Burt Reynolds, I think, was one. They're just plucking <laughs> names out. It's like they're playing Celebrity Head on Acid. Yeah, it's me, Jerome Luai. <laughs> this is my new hit single. Get him. New South Wannabe, yeah. 2750, the riff, baby. Let's do it. This is Tough Guy Records. Let's do it. I'm a panther. I'm a New South Wannabe. We'll try to be cool, but all I do is look like a fairy. When I go side to side, that's when I want to hide. From the tough stuff, to me, that's fucking guff. Me and Turo, <laughs> in land of the 2750, that's called Pen Riff. It's where I'm located daily, not being tough in the riff, that's gay. Tell everyone to chill and head back to work is my joy. Standing over DCE, acting like a tough guy, pussy boy. Uh. From the 2750, that's the only way to go. I'm a new South wannabe, give me the hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. New album by Jerome Luai with the hit single New South Wannabe, Penrith Pussy Boy, the album. Buy it from all your local brashes. <laughs> Can we talk about the heads on NRL 360? Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's Gout 360. Gout comes a lot. But who's the old bloke who can't sit straight with spina bifida? <laughs> who the hell's that guy? Always on an angle. Buzz Rothfield. He's got posture like a horseshoe, hasn't he? Oh. <laughs> He's like an egg in a frying pan that you're not going to serve up. Just slide it off the edge of the pan and start again. He's an imbecile. He's all over the shop. <laughs> He's like the chief editor for one of those bum rags in Sydney. Course, it's crazy. Of course he is. <laughs> he wants Matty Johns to coach. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, sure. Oh, it's just the most entertaining thing when they it's lose. It's the best. They just turn on themselves, don't they? Oh, Shock incredible. Horror. Would you like to try the word buzz? I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. Merry Christmas, Buzz. And you know what always Sideways should do is tie his hair into a ponytail if he's going to keep complaining about it getting pulled because the following night, the women's origin, every single one of them had long hair and there was no issue whatsoever. Did you watch the women's? That's right. Our pen loved the women's origin. God, it was good. Impressive. So good. So competitive. It was awesome. Really high quality game. Really good. So competitive. Great call. And for anyone who didn't see this, the very easily foreseen bonehead play of only holding two games came to bear some fruit. So both teams won and both teams lost and one team was crowned victorious. So instead of a series, (laughs) it's one all, but because Queensland scored enough points, (laughs) if a train left Chicago going 200 miles an hour... Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! 
the aggregate game. It's just give them a third game, you imbeciles. You know when there's a draw and people say, oh, it's a weird feeling, like dancing with your sister. Do you reckon the girls were all standing around going, guys, it's a bit like dancing with your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Never hear it, do you? Never hear it. Amusing, I like that. Oh, God. Ah. Elsewhere in Rugby League, Ben Hunt saga continues. Yeah. St. George Illawarra refusing to release their skipper. Not and I've got to say, mate. Going anywhere, Ben. I think I'm on their side here. He just signed a contract to stay there. He's the captain and he's yeah. jumping ship. And he says he wants to go home because, quote, he wants to go to Queensland. Did you see part of his quote? Because his family is north of the Tweed and, quote, the weather is better. <laughs> Surely these are two facts that existed before he took the captaincy at a storied famed <laughs> oh, club. No. Can you imagine being a fan of that club? Jesus. Hey, uh, good season. Yeah, our skipper wants to leave because it's a bit chilly and they're dead last. Unbelievable. <laughs> so the Titans look to be his likely destination and they just sacked their coach, Justin Holbrook, much to his surprise and dismay. They've now got the mad professor and gravelly-voiced Mr. Quiff himself, dares too light as a day, Hasler. Oh. He makes his return after the rainbow jersey hoopla at Manly saw him lose his job. Hey, speaking of storied clubs, your mob, the Newtown sure. Jets, oh. have put in a bid Jets. to be the Code's latest expansion team. One of the great moments. I actually yeah. like this. They've got enough of a following. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. It'd mean a move from Sydney's inner west to the country's... Well, West, so it'll be part of the WA franchise that the North yeah, Sydney Bears want to tag Won't on as well. Happen. Not going to happen. Oh, look, I don't think it'll happen. I'll tell you one thing about the Newtown Jets. My, my brother, mm. who when he lived in Newtown, I used to come up and see him, and he was a huge Jets fan. Had all the merch, had everything in the house. Didn't oh, know where, didn't Jets, know where the Jets, uh, park was or didn't know what it was? Yeah, we, No, we were up there one week and we go, we'll go have a look at Henson Park. Took him there and he said, what's this? Sets the Newtown Jets home ground. He goes, oh. I've never been here. Guess what, mate? <laughs> I'm grinning like a fucking Cheshire cat because this is a new segment I've wanted to play for the last 48 episodes called Heard It. You've told us that one. <laughs> oh, am I? Yes. Am I really? I was waiting for a repeat story at some point oh, and that has it. definitely been said. Oh, no. <laughs> Heard it <laughs> Oh god Finally on Rugby League Have you got a pen? Because I'm about to give you a name That you should remember The name is Parker Tennant Mace Parker And it's a name for the future Young Parker Tennant He's six years old He plays for the Caloundra Sharks And he's got historians of the game Absolutely trawling the record books Because it looks like He has five games left to play this season And he's going to become the first player of any rugby league season in history to score 100 tries. Young Parker has 89 meaties at the moment for the season. His record in a game is 11. Both his parents are from south of the Tweed, and guess what? Parker's a Queensland supporter, and because he played his first game in Caloundra, will be representing the Maroons in about 10 years' time. So that's another one they've lost to the good guys. In 2022, he had a bit of a modest year. He only scored 45, but he's come into his own and he's about it. Over 100 tries. So no one at any level of any rugby league they reckon has ever done this. Chris Walker, the ex-Bronco and Queensland try thief, once scored 88 in the under sevens, but that's as close as anyone's got to Parker Tennant at the moment. So good luck, Parker. Don't roll an ankle, son. Love you, Parker. Great name too, by the way. Namesake. Great name. Great it. Bit creepy that you said you loved him. Not to worry. (laughs) 
Love you, child, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Hope we're not playing the herd at Sting for that one. I wouldn't mind playing the wish I hadn't heard it. <laughs> wish I never heard it. <laughs> oh, God, kill me. <laughs> to AFL and the West Coast Eagles season from hell oh. continued at the SCG on the weekend. The Weagles gave Witches' Hats a bad name as they were demolished wow. in the fourth biggest losing margin in the sport's history. The Incredible. Sydney Swans notching up the first double ton at the venue since Marnus Labashane in his COVID knock against the Kiwis. <laughs> this was actually, like, not even fun. It was sad, very sad. It reminded me of my high school years playing footy for Salesian. We'd got beaten by 100 points every game Ugh. that we played except one. Against the White Friars, you suck. <laughs> we won by a point. What? And we all pissed in their we all pissed in their showers after thinking we were cool. Just went straight down the drain. It's all pipes. It's all pipes. Since when is a drain a toilet? It's all pipes. What's the difference? Different pipes go to different places. You're gonna mix them up. I'll call a plumber right now. All right, can we just drop all the pee pipes stuff here? Okay. Hey, us Sunny. This is our Sunny. Oh yeah. Are you a shower pisser? Piss in the shower? At home? Yes. Well, I am more so in this house. I mean, the bottom line is if I need to piss in the shower, I'll piss in the shower. But I am in this house because the shower's upstairs and the toilet's downstairs. Oh, what a nightmare. So normally, if the bathroom has both of those things in them, I'll use the toilet, then I'll go in the shower. (laughs) But here, I don't have that option. So I just slide straight in there and do my business. (laughs) Fair private story. (laughs) Yeah, pretty glad I brought it up. <laughs> Can't believe I got hoodwinked into telling that and I juiced your balls with it. Definitely never heard it, Sting. Needed for that. Didn't never want to hear it. Wish I never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> wish I never heard it. <laughs> oh, God, kill me. <sighs> so, mate, that was Sydney's biggest ever win, West Coast's biggest ever loss. Unbelievable. It would be relentless over there. You know who's on the West Coast board? Who? JL. Oh, my God. Is that why Simpson hasn't been sacked, you reckon? Oh, no. Simpson's one of my mates. <laughs> He's a mate of mine. We've got to stick fat with your mates. <laughs> He's probably tried to sack him but never finished the oh, sentence. <laughs> so just quickly on this, in the rugby league, the Gold Coast are sitting ninth, one game out of the eight, and they sack their coach. Mm. Simpson, mm. multiple triple-figure losses, still in a job. West Coast are a weird breed, right? So they signed Simpson to a 2025 contract. He's on about 800k a year. They would owe him 2 million if he left now. They didn't rebuild when they had. They stuck with him. They are so rich. West Coast Eagles, the footy club, had 10 times more cash than the AFL did in its coffers when COVID hit. So there's wow. no issue with sponsors or members. Everyone clamors to be their sponsor. They've got yeah. over 15,000 people paying 60 bucks a year on a waiting list to become one of their Holy members. shit. Wow. So they don't feel the pressure of like, sack him, it's a disgrace. They get all that, but they're like, well, we're still sold out every week. We've still got sponsors out the wazoo. And if we sack this bloke, we still have too many injuries and no cattle. So I reckon he's going to stay. Unbelievable. I reckon they could just keep losing by 100 points and he'll stay in a job. Jeez, that's a rare set- setup, isn't it, for a coach? That's unbelievable. Big time. That's really interesting, yeah. Well, the only bloke who's stuck around longer is Polo Boy. He still remains (laughs) to baseball. Give us baseball at its best. Oh, what a night. 
And America's pastime, Mace, has crossed the pond. The St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago Cubs turned out for a weekend of grass growing and paint drying in London. The biggest talking point was ESPN pundit David Ortiz. He nearly lost his $100,000 necklace in a sewer drain, Mace. Don't know if you saw this. <laughs> no. He and the crew were leaving their hotel and he dropped it in the sewer on the way to dinner. Just a little guttering. Like you'd lose your tennis ball in playing backyard sure, cricket and go down sure. and get it. <laughs> Only worth a paltry hundred grand, so he just left it. He went to dinner. The hotel staff dragged it out while he was eating. Oh How much is he God. worth that he's just dropping a necklace worth a hundred grand and going, oh, that's a bugger. Uh, what do you reckon, fellas? Steaks? <laughs> you'd want to leave a fair tip. They got it out. They got it out for him. So, Jesus. I'd be tempted. If that was me, I'd be like, yeah, nah, nah. Sorry, Dave. Couldn't find it, mate. <laughs> Straight to cash converters. <laughs> They're on a lot of money. These peanuts. It is out fifty-five of million. I looked it up. He's worth fifty-five mil. Oh so he doesn't mind that God. necklace. That is hey, nothing. Yeah. Straight to cash converters. I was about to take the piss gun as if they'd go to cash converters with a hundred grand necklace. <laughs> Probably get an old PlayStation One or something for it. What's with all the <laughs> AFL players doing cash converter ads? Oh, they're everywhere. Petrarca, How have they got all them? of them. Lingy, Lingy. What's going on? Yeah, Jeremy well, Cameron, what? like, we know you're on a million bucks a year. You're not going to Cashies to deck out your man cave. <laughs> What's going on? Fair musing. And, and how much are they getting paid? Because you wouldn't think they'd do it for a paltry sum because it ruins your brand image. So cash converters yeah. must be doling out heaps of spondooly. Cash, I can't believe there's still a thing. It's like loan sharks. They're horrible. AFL champion Simon Black is giving golf a crack. Clearly not for everyone. What's he in the market for? The possibilities are endless. Skillful on the footy field. Looking to master a new hobby off it. Something for the great outdoors? No. Gaming, maybe? No? He hesitates. He's settled on the guitar. Can we see that again? Simon the rock star. Suits him. Cash converters. Making more of the things you want possible. And the Atlanta Braves head up the National League. Tampa Bay Rays continue to lead from oh, the front in the American League with 54 victories from their 81 games. Just 101 games remain until playoffs. Give us baseball at its best. Sunday night baseball. Sundays at 7, all season long on ESPN. Mummy, Daddy said he'd tuck me in tonight. Daddy would tuck me in. I thought I saw Daddy in England. No, mate. Couldn't possibly be. He Can't plays baseball. Baseball at its best. All season oh, long on ESPN. To tennis. Alex Demon Demonor makes the Queen's Grass Court final, where he went Demon. down to Carlos Escape from Alcaraz in the Wimbledon lead-in event. Not looking good for Wimbledon for the Aussies, Mace. Kokonakis failed to qualify. Isla Tomljanovic withdrew, so... Kimberly Birrell, cheers, is flying the flag for the Aussie women at SW19. Oh, Kimmy Birrell. Oh, she's no Ash Barty. Crikey. And have you seen this? IBM have brought in some AI commentary to do the Wimbledon this year on their app. IBM? Yeah, they... 1992 called. They still around. Yeah. IBM. (laughs) AI, mate. Really? Yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. Oh, God. No. Who's actually, who does the commentary, though? Do they use old commentators? Is it like the Stephen Hawking voice or something? <laughs> Forty love. Tremendous drop shot. <laughs> I just put the mic to my neck. What was I doing? <laughs> like a smoker. Mm. 
Come to the net. Mm, drop shot. You cannot be serious. Does anybody have a lighter? That's how you got in this trauma. Have, did you go to Wimbledon when you were in England? I didn't, mate. I didn't. That nah. was one thing I should have done. Have you been there? Yeah, awesome. It's awesome. Always a Hawks jumper in the crowd as well. Always, <laughs> Always a, Hawks a Hawks jumper everywhere. Great stuff. Mate, Every time. Oh, this is as bogan as it gets. First year I went over there, I went there and arrived like a few days before Wimbledon. Real raw. Real fresh off the boat oh, raw. Oh, and in my backpack I... that I took there... The only thing I took, it took up about 80% of the bag. It was huge. was a life-size, like as in a human life, six-foot-sized Bundy Coke inflatable can with hard <laughs> rim bottom and top. And I took it and I'm like, I'll need this when I go overseas. Cheers. What? Blew it up and took it to Wimbledon and we're on the hill. I had a W from Wimbledon on the hill, like the Hollywood sign I stole from that day. On TV all day, blind. One of the great days. One of the great days. <laughs> that is the saddest thing I've ever I heard. I know. So sad. A Bundy. Oh, my God. I know, mate. I know. Hey, you know the good thing about suck. things over there, though, is yeah. same as the cricket, in the general admin, you can take any of the four cans or one bottle. You have to move past the I Bundy mean, thing. I cannot admit. <laughs> I cannot believe you just told me that. I'm, just, I'm, I'm reassessing this whole podcast. After hearing that, this is, this is bad. This is a bad time. Is it because I piss it's... in the shower? <laughs> that is the lamest shit. That is so like not, it's not you though doing that. Like it's weird that you did that. Oh my God. You would never do that. I can't believe you did that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did Apparently, I spew and I take Bundy cans over seats. And I wear a suit on in business class, so we've all made mistakes. Yeah, at least I didn't. <laughs> I didn't inflate it on the plane. She goes. She goes. Oh, so embarrassing. To netball, and there was an unbelievable finish in the semi-final. The Thunderbirds. Lucy Austin got a goal. She went for a super shot to win. Missed it. Went up the other end. Oh. Got an intercept. Went into extra time. Anyway, they're through the next week's final in Melbourne where they're going to face either the West Coast Fever or a rematch against the Swifts. And wow. the Diamonds will kick off their World Cup bid. No Danelle Wallen, the big miss in the squad. Oh. She could get called up. Wallen's a gun. She is. Gun is sticking into my hip. To boxing now and this Saturday sees the boxing event of the year behind the barriers. This is where ex-athletes and people from the racing and breeding industry are all involved. They're fighting for mental health as a charity event at Melbourne's Palladium, Mace, with fighters from across different sporting landscapes. So the likes of Travis Varco will be throwing down. Can punch, actually. And Mint Sports will be following this event in particular. Love the it. journey of fighter and all-round good guy, Lenny Russo. You know the man. So stay tuned Love for it. all that vision on Mint Sports coming soon. And good luck, Lenny, in the squared circle, pal. Every luck, punch Lenny. you take is not just for our entertainment. It's for mental health. So good luck to Lenny and <laughs> Mint Sports. On your Lenny. Love it. By Australian standards, he might turn out to be a very good flyweight. But unfortunately, that will only put him in the tradesman's category amongst the hungry, somewhat desperate fighters of Latin America. Now, I wish Lenny Russo well, but he's about 10 kilos too light to have a professional career that'll turn out to be very happy. 
Ron Casey with a not-so-encouraging opinion there. To basketball, and it was the NBA draft time, in a shock to absolutely no-one, generational talent Victor Wembenyama <laughs> was selected yeah. at number one by the San Antonio Spurs. Did you yeah. get to see any of the NBA draft, Mastodon? Oh, my God. Look, it's pretty boring, but the excitement and the thrill... Oh, the fashion's on the field, from, mate. What the fuck are these blokes wearing? Oh. I mean, calm down. If only they had some sort of confidence in themselves to wear whatever they wanted. <laughs> Especially the white guys. Like, tone it down. Black guys can wear what they want. They can get away with that shit because they're cool as fuck already. But white guys, relax. It is so embarrassing. Yeah, they really took advantage of the fashion police taking the night off. Maybe don't get dressed oh. in the dark on LSD, guys. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's never good, though. Like, even in the 90s, you look back and go, oh, my God, look at these guys wearing, like, these oversized suits, size Kelvinator. What are you doing? Yeah. I was always a big fan of um, a costume-themed party. Is NBA draft night. And everyone Great. wears and, uh, doubles. Blackface. A couple of sizes. <laughs> oh, sorry, what? <laughs> Nah, draft party would be good. Draft party, so you wear the exercise suit mm. with the cap, with a, like a 90s cap. Yep. All of us are in that. But like you know what you need to do is do it properly, and at one point in the end of the night when everyone's really had a skinful, have like someone who hosts the party as the commissioner and do a draft. Draft it at number amazing. one, and you do that it on like different amazing. criteria. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. That's like Mates of the Pod Turd Squad have an event on Brownlow <laughs> called the Crownlow where you got to wear like a really shocking suit and you can only drink crownies. So everyone just brings a slab of crownies. I'll write that. And you go in the draw to win, but the winner isn't the person who draws out the name of the Brownlow medalist. It's the person who comes third. So you're always in it. Like if there's about eight names floating around that third place and you can't really cheer for a win wow. and three votes. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's fantastic. I haven't been invited back since the one time they got me, but I really appreciated it when I was there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Did you see the San Antonio Spurs home crowd watching it on the big screen with a packed stadium? Oh, I did. Wow. Imagine they didn't pick him just for whatever reason. Like, obviously, this guy's going to be an absolute superstar, but it would have been a fair deflation. Oh, incredible. Did you see the host? I didn't. Explain to me. Oh, my what God, was going mate. You've on. got to see this guy. So they had someone pumping the crowd up about saying a name out of a fucking drawer. And he was shooting T-shirt guns into the crowd, going nuts. And then when they drafted him, he took his hat off, his cowboy hat. He looked like a really, you know, Toy Story? He looked like an incredibly camp but robust version of Woody. It was just like, this guy is terrifying and kind of cute. So he took his hat off and he had shaved head and he had a full head tattoo, Wembenyama. And he said, it's oh now... God. Wembantonio Spurs. It's officially Wembantonio Spurs. Like, you're a fucking moron, mate. And I can officially say, my friends, San Antonio is now Wembantonio. But hey, big news for the Boomers, because Wemby has yeah. just pulled out of this year's World Cup. He's going to get his body right and not play for France. And the Aussies are taking wow. on the French side with a bit of extra confidence now. Oh, and the Opals, I like that. Mason, the Opals with basketball are looking set at the time of recording to top this year's Asia Cup and bring home some silverware. They are looking like facing the Kiwis probably before defeating China to take out the title. 
fantastic. I love the Opals. I'm a huge Opals man. Oh, who isn't? Stop it. Stop oh, it. Love them. Love it. We've already found Opal. I know. <laughs> Whitecliffs. To rugby. Gilsey clap. And you could set your watch to it, Mace. The Crusaders win again. They overcame oh. fellow Kiwi muckrakers, the Chiefs, 25 to 20. That's now an astonishing seven from seven from Super Rugby Supercoach Scott Razor Robertson. He gave his usual celebration, confirming he is the whitest dude at the club with his on-field breakdancing routine post-game. <laughs> this guy does it every time they win. Gets on the ground, does his little... so infuriating. He looks like every bloke who's had one too many snake bites at a walkabout. It's like, <laughs> mate, not cool. I think I speak on behalf of most Aussie rugby fans when I say we could probably do without it. <laughs> I heard a bit of news. There's a new captain in the Wallabies. Two captains, mate. Captain. Yeah, Frog wow. Boy, Eddie Jones, announced his World Cup squad this week. The amphibian super coach gave it to James <laughs> Slipper and Michael Hooper. That's their honour. I like that. The Hooper Slipper. The Slipper Hooper. The Slipper Hooper Hooper Slipper. They'll hopefully have a hand like each that. on the uh, William Webb Ellis Trophy in September. Please. Mate, watching the um, Super Rugby final it got me thinking in general. the lights work well at all in New Zealand Stadia. It's always so bleak. They never look like they're well illuminated at all. doesn't it? It just looks like they planned it two in the morning. The lighting in Once Were Warriors or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's wet. It's windy. It's Once Were Warriors. It's no wonder we've (laughs) never succeeded there. It's choice. Yes. And it's the choice of a new generation. To football. Our Ange has made a big employment move oh. early. He's got Miller Yedinak joining the coaching staff oh. in the kitchen yeah. of Ange's lamb ham spam at Tottenham. So that's pretty big. <laughs> he was the Huge. skipper under Ange's tenure at the Socceroos. So they've obviously got a good working relationship. Oh, yeah. Lock him in. Talk about tough. I know. I love it. Had to live with a typo in his first name his whole life. Of course he's tough. <laughs> Congrats, Mike. Hey, Mike. The Matildas World Cup squad was announced. Makaya oh. Simon was named. She's the only Indigenous player to secure 100 caps for her nation. She's going to be given every Love opportunity it. to prove her fitness. Mate, we're going to do a special, a very big Women's oh, World yeah. Cup special coming, my friend. Huge ultra fizz for that. Couldn't Can't be wait. more under the radar. Yeah. 
It's weird. There's a lot of sport that's been a lot of Australian sports been have a lot of big big games with the Ashes. There has, the, but we've had like six years to get ready for this, you know. And it is yeah. by factual stats the third biggest sporting event on the planet behind the Olympics and the Men's World Cup. This is it. Oh, Kurgod. It's going to be very inspirational for a lot of young Aussie girls. Oh, oh boys. boys. Lucky. Jesus. <sighs> Quickly on F1, the Alpine or yeah. Alpine, depending on where you're from, F1 team has been sold to an investment group, including Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney. That's of uh, Wrexham and Hollywood Solid fame. Disney TV series. These guys are going toe-to-toe with the bloody Saudis in the sports washing department. <laughs> yeah, it's a Hollywood takeover. I'm freaked out. Uh, annoyingly very likable. Annoying, very likable both. What an odd Venn diagram. Rich American Hollywood elitists <laughs> buying up other people's sporting teams. Likable. <laughs> it's like a toenail of a sliver in that Venn diagram. <laughs> Fucking hell. To lacrosse now and the Men's of World course. Championship in San Diego. They named it San Diego, which of course in German means a whale's vagina. And Australia are through at the time of recording to the quarterfinals of the world champs. The Sharks put the Dutch in the oven on their way through, destroying the Netherlands 18-7. to We scored 16 goals in the whole group stage and 18 in one game. The Sharks now take on the Poms for a chance to get beaten by Team USA in the semis. So we already knocked off the great unwashed in the group stage, so we should hopefully get a double dosing of Pom bashing there. And then a massive Love chance it. we plan off for a medal against either Canada or... Oh, fuck, I had this earlier. Likely against either Canada or... Or who? Hodenoshi. Sounds like one of the mercenaries from the Wagner group. <laughs> Hodenoshone, mate. Hodenoshone. Hodenoshone. Oh, oh, They're the Native right. American team. They're basically the Iroquois. Hodenoshi. God damn it. Hodenoshone. <laughs> Say it again. Like a shogi's brother. <laughs> Just had a conniption. <laughs> Felt like I was in the English dressing room getting indoctrinated into a cult. Had a kashogi. I got Khashoggi'd. That's how they got rid of him. They stuttered him to death. Today, Junior! You watching any of the lacrosse? Not much of a common question. Funniest thing you've ever said. I take that as a no. Keep an eye out for Subiaco's Isaac Cahill. He's the best Cahill goal scorer this country's ever had. To the Special Olympics now and the Berlin event, which saw 7,000 athletes with intellectual disabilities from 190 different delegations compete across 26 sports and the Aussie contingent cleaned up. (laughs) The Australian team of 64 athletes competed in nine different sports, basketball, bocce, bowling, as in 10 pin, equestrian, golf, gymnastics, swimming, tennis and athletics. Amazing. The good guys came away with 45 medals, including 13 gold, 16 silver, and 16 bronze. Perth are putting their hand up to host the next one in 2027, and that'll be decided in November. So hopefully that's successful. That'll be the first time the Special Olympic Games have been held in the Southern Hemisphere. They're a great thing to donate to. If you ever see them down the shops, you know people sell like little booklets. Often it's the Special Olympics. A really good thing to donate to because, hey, shock horror in the funding department, I believe technically they receive approximately sweet fuck all. So feel free to uh, contribute to that. 
Does my money when I pay for meth isn't that going to the Special Olympics? Depends who you go through, mate. To weightlifting now. <laughs> okay, to weightlifting now, and Melbourne great grandmother breaks the powerlifting record for the overage department. <laughs> I can't believe you've got a story. <laughs> yes, I've got to heard it and a weightlifting when you said to weightlifting oh, now. Like it. All right, this is a great story, Mace. This is seventy-one-year-old Tony Wolf. Oh. Howl at me. Howl at me, Tony. She is a Melbourne great-grandmother. Howl at me, Tony. I don't know if she's got several grandkids, but she might just be really good at being a grandmother. She's a great-grandmother who weighs in at about 69.5 kilograms. And on the weekend, she lifted 80 kilos in the squat. She bench-pressed another 80 kilos, and she did a deadlift of 145 kilograms. Oh, God. No woman's ever benched more across any federation in her weight class and group. Now, this came as a bit of a shock, the world record, to everyone there, including Tony Wolf herself. It was a complete surprise. She was blown away. When she finished lifting the weights, they had an official come over and check her equipment. She thought she'd done something wrong, but they just wanted to make sure it was legit. She is now the world record holder. Wow. And she said, quote, it's just the thrill of being able to lift heavy weights. How thrilling. <laughs> on your Nana Wolf. She's on, now she's on her way to head over to two of the ashes. Well, you know what? She's too fit and young for that. So she, instead, yeah, she's actually over to Hungary in October because she's going for the world championship. This wasn't something that was on her radar, but when you accidentally create world records, you might as well pursue it. Yeah, good on her. Tony Wolf. We're actually inspired by old Nana Wolf. The Wolf. I'm perspired. Yeah, the Wolf. <laughs> Wait for the Wolf. We should be coming directly. You send in the Wolf? Shit, Negro, that's all you had to say. To surfing now, mate, and I'm not too sure how to tackle this one. So the Kira Classic Surfing Comp has had to defend itself for not holding a women's open division. So they've got a longboarding competition, Mace, where it's open. Men and women compete in it for five and a half grand. Now, Lucy Small, by name and not nature or stature, eh, she's quite diminutive. That's pretty pointless information. Fish info. Juice and balls on small. Lucy juice and smalls. She brewed a bit of a battle of the sexes when she asked the organisers if they could split the prize money, two grand a pop, and have a men's and women's division. They said, look, there's only about two or three women in, we have a field of 16, so it's not going to be quality enough event for the sponsors and people to watch. She wasn't a fan of that, so she took it a bit further. And you have to nominate yourself in order to get into this group of 16 and yeah. you've got to pay 250 yeah. bucks. The morning yeah. of the nominations, her and 15 of her female mates rang and booked out the field courtesy of oh. money that was given to them by uh, another company so that they could all compete and have a, an all-girls division. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, since then, one of them had to drop out and there is an official reserves list and the first reserve is a man, so it could backfire if the bloke wins the whole thing. But oh. I just don't know if she's gone about this the right way. I don't really know what's going on here. I just wanted to get woke your opinion. Alert. If this woke is woke poke, poke. She didn't woke say stoked alert. once. <laughs> woke, 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 poke alert here. And thought, yeah, I love my community, and that's on woke as fuck. Woke poke. She's contradicting herself here. Absolute okay. Absolute contradicting. She's acting like a man. 
<laughs> the things that she hates. They oh, they all take the oh, take up all the spots. Well, guess what? Guess what you're doing? You're doing the fucking same thing. You're taking all the spots. And now you want to get this male dickhead coming in at 15. Now, two. What's your story, Lucy? If the company were smart, the mob running it would have just split it and gone, all right, well, we're going to have two fields. And if no one watches the women's one, then that's sort of good for us and proof. But it sounds like they've just sort of stuck to the guns and said, no, no, it's equal prize money because there's only one competition. So have at it. So who knows what's going to happen there. Bit of a stress surfer, which is good to see. It is a bit of a stress surfer. <laughs> Lucy stress surfer Smalls, unlucky. That's right. And in big news, Mace, the annual man versus horse competition has been run and won <laughs> in the Welsh Midlands. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, could you speak into my good ear? I think you heard me. Daniel Connolly became just the fourth man to defeat the horse in the competition's 42-year history. He completed the 22-mile event <laughs> in the Welsh Midlands, crossing the line before the fastest horse, named Ronaldo, in a time of 2 hours, 24 minutes and 38 seconds. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Apparently it was a bit too hot for the horses, they reckon, this year. That's why he got it. So, yeah, yeah, man v horse. Have you seen this at all, ever? Fuck no. Pretty interesting, dude. <laughs> So this began, shock horror, in 1980 after a drunken pub chat discussing whether a man or a horse would be faster crossing the local mountainous terrain. <laughs> stop laughing at this. And they said, why don't we, why don't we give it a shot? I'm out on Napoleon Dynamite or something. Amazing. So, mate, there's footage of this. We'll put it up on our socialos of the start, and it's just the humans. There is actually a women's division as well. Calm down, Lucy. It's okay. <laughs> The starting gun goes, and it's just chockers. There are, seriously, hundreds of competitors in this thing. They fly in to do it. Now, it's really difficult to get the timing right because the horses can take a different route because they're horses. They're harder to maintain. So they just go over the hill. It's whoever gets to the other side of the hill. So the runners use the track, and then just there's footage of this where guys are running through mud, and there's women going up the hill, and then a horse will just trot past them on a completely different angle. And you're like, hang on, what? Who's winning this thing? What's happening? So this is only the fourth time in 42 years that a man has defeated I a horse. Like it. Cop that! I like yeah. It. Yeah. Suck it. Why the long face? Hello. <laughs> we went to uh, Tijuana, Mexico. Mm -hmm. You know, and we, we we thought it'd be fun, you know, to go to this show. Everyone's got to check out one of these shows, and you know, it's it's a woman fucking a horse. We get there, and you know, we think it's going to be awesome, and. It is not as cool as it sounds like it would be, man. It is, it's, it's, it's kind of gross. Yeah. You think a woman fucking a horse and you get there and it's, it's a woman fucking a horse. Yeah. It was really giving it to her. And you know what? To be honest, I felt bad for her. We all just felt bad for her. Yeah. Kind of felt bad for the horse. And finally, Mace, inner city barata. Yeah. One by five points. Oh, how did MC the Mongolian gun go? Oh, he hit four threes. Lucky we had him. We just got over the line. We had a few three. They were in foul trouble, so we had a few free throws to get us ahead. But we're losing MC to Mongolia for eight weeks. He's getting married. That's a long wedding. And I said, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I said, what are you going to do over there? And he said, drink vodka. What, he's Russian now, is he? <laughs> is it Mongolia near Russia? It's around there, oh, isn't it? Close enough. We're all relatives of Genghis yeah, Khan, close. mate. That's for sure. <laughs> Mengus Khan, maybe that's his name. Nah, Khan's not a C. 
Did he take heaps and miss some then if he only got four in? He took a few, but they're all great looks. That's, you know, mm, they're okay. not hard looks. They're okay. all great looks. Okay, I just worry that you're going to go away from the right, stall that's right. got your two premierships, mate. That's all. That's right. How'd the digger bats go? No good, man. We are depleted bats at the moment. We've got very, very thin roster. We had no, no bench and the other mob had about four on the bench. We'll obliterate them if we get some legs. But a couple of the guys from the game before were like, we'll play if you want. And the ref said, oh, these guys will play if you want. And our teammates are like, yeah, we'll play. And I'm like, no, I'd rather lose with our team than have someone in the comp help us out. Yeah, we lost. <laughs> I regretted it. Couldn't breathe. So annoying. Just let it happen. What a jerk. I think we might have dropped out of the four. So we need some fresh legs back. Yeah. Come on, Mate, have you got some retros for us? I've got some crazy retro, crazy retro, crazy retro headlines. Crazy retro, crazy retro, crazy retro headlines. Headlines for your motherfuckers in the brain dome. Hey, crazy retro, crazy retro, crazy retro headlines. All right. <laughs> so you cut out, mate. Is that a yes? This week I'm going a bit, going a bit on an angle here. I'm going with a retro crazy sports fan edition. Sports fans. Crazy sports fan edition. Bartman. I want to get okay. straight into it, my friend. Do it. Get straight into it. Number one, mm-hmm. crazy sports fan retro edition. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yes. Welcome to Mace's Retro Headlines. Number one. Turkish fan hired a crane after he was banned from the stadium. Yes, I like this. I'm aware of this. You are? I've seen it and I love every second of it. Run me through it. Denil Zapor FC of Turkey handed one year ban to its supporter, Donald B. Kipurarir. Sorry, who? To go... <laughs> Donald B. Kipurarir. Donny. To go round the ban... Donald, the fan, Legend. built a crane outside the stadium with sky views of the stadium. Love it. His club that faces relegation ended up beating Gaziantepor FC 5-0. In life, when a door closes, the skies open. Oh. One of the great photos. I know, I was going to say, above. have you seen the photo? We've got to put it up on our pages, mate. <laughs> oh, we'll, I'll, He's just I'll solo in a crane. Socials. This is when people say, like, <laughs> money won't make you happy. I reckon it might. That's right. I got kicked out of the ashes in England when I went over there for a few choice words to Ravi Bapara and Steve Harmison, and I stand by my rhetoric. But <laughs> by what? God, it would have been fun to have just hired a scissor lift the next day and really let them know Goodness. about it. Oh, bit of OHS in England, though, but I reckon where old Donald's from, anything goes, really. It oh, is one yeah. of the great sightings of him. <laughs> <laughs> everyone living the dream, living the absolute dream. Number two. On your Donny, yeah. In 2017, the Browns managed to have a perfect record in the mm. NFL. And by perfect, I mean a perfect losing record. Fantastic. See what they did there. For meant the fact that the team went 0-16, Oof. Browns fans decided to throw a morning parade, complete with tombstones, beer, and at least it can't get worse attitude. Okay. Dinosaurs were used with posters on them saying last time we won a game. Right. I mean, I'm kind of into it, but a lot of players are really upset by it. 
I reckon if you played tweeting. for the Browns, you'd be yeah. like, you got to. Ch- everyone talks about changing the name from Indians or Chiefs or the Braves because it's offensive to the Indigenous people. If I was got the Browns, like Poo. guys, we're gonna have a pretty Poo. average season, aren't we? <laughs> Who you play for? Browns. <laughs> okay, good luck. Player Emmanuel Ogba. Oggy. <laughs> Player Emmanuel Ogba. That parade is a joke. Don't call yourself a true Browns fan if you go to that thing. Going 0-16 was an embarrassing enough as a player. That is like adding fuel to the fire and is completely wrong. This is why I like the parade. It it makes these players not want to tap again. What I was going to say there to Bogba Ogba, bloody Mr. Brown himself, <laughs> if you don't like it, how about notching up a W opposed to those 16 L's, pal? That's right. Get a Up-hand, win. pen, my friend. Yes. Pull the toilet paper out, Brown. <laughs> Mr. Brown, that's a little too close to Mr. Shit. Mr. Pink sounds like Mr. Pussy. Who cares what your name is? Yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're Mr. White. You have a cool-sounding name. Number three. Yo. It's a pretty well-known fact that Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, is a Texas mm. A&M alum. Okay. And an avid Longhorns fan. So the fact that he delivered this inspirational pump-up speech to the team before a game. Oh, here we go. One that looks like it's straight out of a movie. Here we it's go. It's just too, too perfect. You know, sometimes the other team, red light. You get in the end zone, green light. Fucking right, oh, mate. <laughs> Have another whiskey. There's not much to say here, but add a clip of this inspirational speech, which to me, reviewing the speech, Shit not that inspirational. Oh, shock horror, really? Oh. <laughs> See, I thought it was going to be a real, real ripper. I'll say this, I found that when I've done my best work as, a, as an actor, it was only when I pushed myself to be better than I even thought I could be. And I got a pretty high idea of how good I can be. I'm pretty self-confident with how good I can be. But I didn't do my best work, and I still don't think I've done my best work until I push myself further than even I think I can be. You know what I love about those college footballers? I get older, they stay the same age. Number four with one of the great... Crazy fan stories. Mm. Some fans are so devoted to that te- their team that they're willing to make some serious sacrifices in order to assure the victory. For Sudaka, a mm. diehard cricket fan, okay. he sacrificed... He thought he could sacrifice... A f- he thought he could sacrifice your next sentence. <laughs> you did well, Sudaka. That's Sudaka one, Mace Adaka. Well, he's sacrificed... Is he related he to Ajitagaka? Sorry. Do you remember when Ajita Gurkha came to Australia and he got a score of 19 and then he got seven ducks in a row and they put it up on the screen, his stats, it was like this huge run of ducks. When he finally got off the mark in that eighth innings, he raised his bat. But his nickname when he was out here for a few weeks was Sex Hotline because his score for the season was 1900 triple O, triple O. I like that. Ajit Adaka, what's his name? Ajit Adaka. Great name. Ajit Mm. Edge of the... <laughs> it's the noise it makes yeah. when friend of the pod <laughs> sits on a dunny when he's supporting the Browns. For Sadaka in this story, a diehard cricket fan, his sacrifice, he decided that a physical sacrifice at a nearby Hindu temple would help his country's nation's team overcome that crazy defeat they suffered at the hands of Australia. That sacrifice, Sonny, was mm. his tongue. Oh boy. Cut out. How do you sledge without that? <laughs> The young man caused permanent damage to his tongue. Well, yeah, 
pretty sure it's permanent, and he'll require years of therapy in order to speak again. Also, as it turns out, his sacrifice was in vain. India ended up losing to Australia and were kicked out of the World Cup. Wow. You heard it here. <laughs> you know why we beat them? Why? Because little do you know, there was a kid called Sonny on the other side of the world sacrificing his tongue. But I'm not an Im- amateur who does it once. I chomp through it once a month. <laughs> That's what a true fan does. Oh, I'm dying. I wish you could say this bloke's name with your tongue. Sadaka. Sadaka. <laughs> Extra has a great taste that really lasts. Thanks, Liz. And number five, coming yeah. in at number five, is a very creepy story, my friend. It's sometimes super fans aren't just violent towards themselves, huh. but the objects of their desire. Oh, no. Which is the case with Ruth Steinhagen. Oh, no. Is this a Monica Sellers scenario? Oh, it's got a bit of that. The insurance company typist was obsessed with baseball player Eddie Watkins. Who? When the first baseman was Eddie Watkins. Watkins. When the first baseman was traded from the Cubs to the Phillies, Ruth couldn't forgive him. No. So she hatched a plan. Forgive him. He didn't do it. <laughs> Lured him to her hotel room Ugh. and then shot him in the chest with a rifle. Oh no, Mace. Not good. Hang on. Was he, he the pitcher or the catcher? <laughs> he was. Doesn't say. Oh, his first baseman. Your first baseman, yes. Oh, uh, okay. wonder if it was a double-barrel shotgun. She went around it too. <laughs> she followed through with it, but she didn't count on Watkins surviving the encounter. She was committed to a mental institution and died in 2013. Wow. Retro. Retro. <laughs> I'm going to let you get away with those. They were nearly juicing. They were. Little musing. Has anyone ever been lured anywhere positive? It's never good if you get lured, is it? I don't think you get lured into anything good. So you're never lured into a threesome, are you? Brain hey, I've got one more retro-crazed fan. Do you want to hear it? Hit me. Gil Renard is a troubled baseball fan whose favourite team, the San Francisco Giants, have just signed a $40 million contract with his favourite player, Bobby Rayburn. His ex-wife, Ellen, obtains a restraining order to keep him away from herself and their son, Gil. He's left to attend the sales meeting but finds his... Oh, no, this is is the fan, the movie with Robert De Niro. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, very good. <laughs> you saved Gil is fired from his job as a knife salesman when he insults a prospective customer. Oh, my Lord. Are you selling me a knife? Are you selling me a knife? Are you cutting with me? Are you cutting with me? I don't see any chopping boards around here. I tell you what, you don't want the job of firing the knife salesman. Um, do me a favor, just put that... Down and come into the next room. In fact, I'll call you when you get home. <laughs> Bobby Rayburn was San Francisco's brightest star. Bobby, a lot of people in this city think you're not earning your keep. But to one fan, 
he meant so much more. Watch out for me, I'm the sharpest guy in town. People are scared of you, Gil. What have we learned, Mace? What have we learned? 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 We have learned that you'll be invited to this. My 40th will be an NBA draft night themed party. Love it. Can I be the commissioner? Of course you can. Yeah, dog. Guess who's got to be first pick, pal? Guess who's first pick? Well, I'm going to have to go to you, aren't I? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you don't know what the categories are, mate. You may yeah, not want to be first picked. All right? What have you learnt? I've learnt that Parker Tennant is going to continue the Queensland dentistry in about 10 years' like time it. and that you like are happy it. to say you love six-year-old children on a podcast. <laughs> I also learnt I should not disclose the fact that I took a six-foot inflatable Bundaberg rum can oh my God. as my only carry-on luggage overseas. Saddest shit ever. Ever. Yeah, I was young and had the whole world ahead of me. He's single, ladies. <laughs> he is single. All right, mate. How can they get in touch with us? Twitter, Instagram, maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore underscore daily. Follow and like our shit, please. And your first port of call is to put up the photo of our super fan on his chairlift thing. 100% doing it tonight. Love your work. All right. I love you, Mason, and I need you to stay mint. I love you. Stay mint. Go Aussie cricket. Go Aussie everything. That's right. Did I ever tell you the story of the bloke I worked with? The bloke I worked with who his dad had everything stolen out of his garage in Wodonga. Whippersnapper, right. mower, everything, right? He's sitting at home. He gets a phone call from his mate who runs the local cash converters. And he goes, Gary, uh, you want to go have a look at your shed, mate? He goes, why? He goes, I've got all your shit here. Some smacky jumped the fence, nicked everything out of this bloke's shed, went to the cash converters and said, what can I get for all this? The bloke who worked at the cash converters was the guy who owns the shed's best mate. He's been in that shed a thousand times on the stubbies. He's like, oh. that's Gary's whippersnipper. That's Gary's shears. There's Gary's clips. So he goes, I'll keep him here. Rings the cops. Keeps him there talking. The cops rock up and go, what's the story? He goes, don't worry, I've already solved it. They're these blokes gardening tools and he stole them. Just bang, put him in the cuffs. See you later. How good's that? Isn't that the easiest incredible. citizen's arrest ever? Yeah, <laughs> That's I bet he still managed to rip someone off. He probably sold him back to Gary for. Fucking... I was gonna say it's good enough for Petrarca. It's good enough That's for everyone. Brilliant. <laughs> she is a Melbourne great grandmother. Oh, howl at me, howl at me, Tony. I nearly made a really bad snatch joke then, and I'm pretty happy Please. with myself for not doing it. Oh, my God. I'm talking about 71-year-old snatches. Can you do it, can you do it and we'll cut it out? Oh, no, can I was just going to talk it. about how I jerk and clean to her snatch or something, but it's nothing that <laughs> I want to be airing. I hadn't formulated it. It's just the word popped into my head, snatch, and I thought, <laughs> oh, there's something there. There wasn't. Clean and jerk. Fucking hell. Hell at me, Tony.